Today I want to talk about the pillar of discipleship that I call obedience and the discipline of examination of conscience in order to grow in the pillar of obedience. Jesus says in the Gospel of John, that if you obey his teachings, you will come to see that what he says is true. And in the letters of St. Paul, he says that we must have the obedience of faith. And again in the Gospel of John, it says in John 6, that the work of God, they asked Jesus, what is the work of God? And he says, the work of God is to believe in the one whom he sent. And that's Jesus. And in the first letter of St. John, he says, he says, what, uh, what is the new commandment? What are we supposed to obey? Well, the first one is to believe, and the second one is to love. And so, o- obedience is, is you know, faith and love. And uh, you know, what is the result of this faith and love? Well, Jesus says in, in the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verses 15 through 21, he says, anyone who has my commandments and obeys them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him, and we will come and make our dwelling within him. And so obedience is actually part of prayer. The word obedience comes in both the, the Greek and the Hebrew. It comes from the word to hear to listen. But it's not just to hear and to listen. As St. James says, be not only hearers of the word, but doers of the word. And so the word obedience means to hear and to follow, to cooperate with what you have received. God speaks his declaration and he has Ten declarations, the Decalogue, the Ten Commandments are, that is what we are supposed to do and not do. And it, it's, the, it's the summary, right? And so the, uh, um, the commandment to, uh, you know, for example, to, um, to love your neighbor as yourself, you know, that's a summary of, of the 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 fourth through the tenth commandment. These are declarations of God that we need to hear. But it's not just hear. Jesus says, hear and see. You know, when he's speaking the parables, he says, he who has eyes to see, let him see. Who has ears to hear, let him hear. And, and so it's to hear and to see. And when we hear and see, we internalize and we, and we see in a new way. 
And as you've heard me say again and again, trying to change the behavior doesn't work. I mean, it's like, you know, maybe max 30% of what really changes a person. The rest of it, you know, like 70% or more is your mindset. And so, so when we're talking about obedience, we're considering really what is goodness? And really, since, since we're trying to unite our wills with the will of God, we can ask, who is goodness? Like the rich young man that went up to Jesus and said, and you're a good teacher, what must I do to have eternal life? And Jesus says, why do you call me good? Only God is good. And so he's kind of saying, are you realizing that you're talking to God in the flesh? But then Jesus says, how do you, you know, how do you know, how do you have eternal life? He says, you have the commandments. And the commandments tell you what is good. They tell us what is good. And so, um, and, and so we need to hear and to follow them. And so when I'm talking, when I teach about obedience in general, I'm, I'm talking about, first and foremost, the, the commandments of Jesus and the Gospels. And then with that, that is an interpretation of the Ten Commandments from the Old Testament. I'm not talking about all the different laws and rules that, that are in the Old Testament. I'm just talking about the Ten Commandments because St. Paul makes that clear that the, 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 you know, the, the Ten Commandments, the commandments of God, they still hold. Um, but the... Uh, but the, all the other laws and, and rules that were in the Old Testament, those are, those are no longer applicable to a Catholic or to a baptized Christian. So um, I think it's, it's worthwhile to, to go through each of the Ten Commandments and to consider, like, do I see this as a good thing? Or is there some way that I see this commandment as a bad thing? You know, if, if, for example, you know, it says, uh, you shall not commit adultery. But then we realize, well, Jesus interprets that in the gospel. He says, uh, you, sh- you know, you've heard it, it said, you shall not commit adultery. But I tell you, anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery in her, in, with her in his heart. Is this good news? <laughs> Is this a really good thing? Like, whoa, you know, like, you know, like, wow. That seems like a condemnation of basically, you know, everyone that's ever had a lustful thought. Well, again, we need to know the difference between God's thoughts in us, our own thoughts, and the thoughts of the evil one. So if it's just a temptation, then it's not a sin. But if you really willfully choose to lust after someone, that's a sin. But I would say that if your mind is really changed about the good, then you wouldn't 
you'd be immune to those temptations. And so what does Pope St. John Paul II say about that commandment, for example? Well, he says that everything Jesus says is good news. And so if it's good news, then what's Jesus saying? He's saying it's possible for anyone and everyone to no longer have lustful thoughts about people. And so we need to, there it's an invitation to listen, to hear. What is Jesus really saying about lust? And I think what he's saying, and John Paul II elaborates on this, lust is objectification. It's to view a person's body as an object for pleasure. It's to use someone as a means to an end. And, you know, no one likes that when, when they're, an, you know, like, I mean, I've, I've talked to women that say that, you know, there's something um, affirming in the way that, that a man might look at them, but it's also, like, just terrible. It's just, like, it's, it's worse than hate. I'm, I'm just a thing. I'm just an object for pleasure. And so in order to, um, to you know, obey that commandment, in order to, to follow Jesus' interpretation of it, we have to really spend a lot of time changing our minds so that we no longer view a person as an object, but we view them as a person, an unrepeatable mystery, a physical revelation of God's life, God's spirit, God's, God's identity in this individual person. And, and that takes you know, some time to really go into it. And I, I don't have time to go through the seven deadly sins or the Ten Commandments in this podcast. But, but that's what we're talking about in obedience. It's to hear and to follow the will of God that leads you to what is truly and authentically good. So what's the discipline? How do we do this? Well, the way that the saints taught to do this was through examination of conscience. So, for example, St. Ignatius of Loyola, he required his, his, uh, his, um, um, his disciples, the, the, the first Jesuits, to do every day, sometime in the evening or before they go to bed, to do an examination of conscience. But he also expected them to do one earlier in the day as well. And he also expected them, once they learned those two disciplines, to do it continuously throughout the day. Now, he has several different ways of doing examination of conscience, but I'm going to teach you a, a slightly different way, and it's just, it just has three parts. So part one is to simply become conscious of the goodness and blessing that God has given to you that day, in that moment, 
or any time in that day. The second part is to become conscious of any way you didn't cooperate with God's grace and God's blessing that day. And to, you know, with that you would repent and, and receive his mercy. But the third part is to then listen to the Holy Spirit and see how you might have an opportunity in the following day to cooperate with the Holy Spirit more fully so that you can receive the graces you didn't receive the day before. And so I want to just guide you through a examination of conscience with these three steps to end this podcast. So let's begin in the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Place yourself in the presence of God. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Now allow the Holy Spirit to awaken you to the presence of God in this moment. The presence of a God who is infinite mercy, who loves you. And now allow the Holy Spirit to take you through your day and just Relish all the blessings and gifts that he gave you today. From the moment that you woke up, as you're brushing your teeth in the morning, as you were taking your shower, as you were as you were having your breakfast. Then as you went to work or visited with friends, your lunch, people you spoke to, something you read, your personal prayer time. Consider all the blessings. And if one of them jumps out to you especially, just relish that, just rejoice in that, delight in that, receive that. Allow the the pleasant graces of of God's delight in you and your delight in Him. Just, Just enjoy that. Notice the goodness of God. And if you want to, you can just stay right there. You can just keep on enjoying the, the goodness of God. Just notice even your heartbeat. God is making your heartbeat. Notice your breath. Each breath you take. That's a gift from God. And remember that you are saved by Jesus Christ. You're being saved by Jesus Christ. And you will be saved by Jesus Christ through faith, hope, and love, and the grace of the sacraments. But now, allow your mind to go to those points in the day the Holy Spirit wants to take you. Don't force it. Don't don't use the willpower method. Just allow the Holy Spirit to take your mind to those moments in this day that you were not present to him, that he was giving you grace and you didn't cooperate. Maybe you 
You uh, didn't stop to enjoy your breakfast. Maybe you were short with somebody at work or you had some negative thoughts or you you criticized someone or um, or maybe you were lazy. Or maybe you didn't really take that time for prayer that you know you need. Just allow your conscience to become aware. Allow the Holy Spirit to move your conscience so that you are aware of what God wanted to give but you didn't cooperate with. What goodness did you say no to? And as you become aware of that, Now, repent in your heart, saying, Lord, I am truly sorry. I'm I'm sorry I didn't cooperate with your will, with the movement of your spirit, the goodness of your plan for my day. And I truly repent, Lord, of all of my sins, but most of all, for not trusting in your goodness for me. Now saying in your heart, Lord, thank you. Thank you for your mercy for me. And if it was a mortal sin, resolve now to go to the sacrament of confession as soon as it's available for you. But now thank the Lord for his mercy. Give your sins to God and receive his mercy into you. And now ask the Holy Spirit to help you to see how you can cooperate with His grace more fully in the coming day. What is the Holy Spirit saying you have the opportunity to do? Just pay attention. Don't try to force it. Don't try to to plan your day. What is the Holy Spirit moving you to do or opening your eyes to an opportunity of how you can respond more cooperatively to the movement and invitation of the Holy Spirit tomorrow. As you pay attention to that, resolve with the Holy Spirit, with the help of the Holy Spirit, resolve with the help of the Holy Spirit to cooperate with God's plan. Now let's conclude by just saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. May Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.